what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. I'm so excited you're here because today we're going to talk about boundaries, but not the hashtag boundaries or boundaries are sexy, but the fact that boundaries and when we implement them, they actually release blessing. And on the contrary, when we don't enforce boundaries, we can actually hold back blessing and prevent other people from being blessed. All right, so this is a big deal. And I'm going to keep it simple. I firmly believe in keeping things simple, which sometimes makes them harder, but it makes them more practical and effective. Okay, so we're going to cover three different segments today because otherwise this could be a whole series, which is a great idea. I might do it over on my YouTube channel. I do playlists from time to time. So if that's something that you want, let a girl know. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel and and check that out too. It's Juliana Page over on YouTube. But for the sake of today, we're going to cover three segments. First one being what are boundaries? Two, does God have boundaries and does he value boundaries? And then number three, how can I really utilize and implement boundaries as part of being a spiritual grown-up? All right, so we're going to talk about all three of those sections. You ready? I'm going to take that as a yes. Let's do this thing. Okay, so our world in reality, whether we're paying attention to it or not, consists of boundaries, and it is actually easy to see them all around us. So if you live in a neighborhood, you might see your neighbor's fences all around you, but we've built fences, signs, walls, and hedges. We've created cities, counties, states, and countries. We use them to clarify ownership, all right? And these lines help us to know who owns what and where, sort of the yours, mine, ours, right? Once we know who the owner is, we know who is responsible. The owner of the property is legally responsible. The non-owner isn't, okay? So for example, I might have shared this here. I uh, had to remove a dead tree in my front yard. (laughs) And my neighbor saw me in the process of doing this and had asked me if I had to pay for that (laughs) or if our local community actually would pay for that. And I was like, nope, nope, this is my, my property and I'm actually responsible for this, which led into a whole nother conversation of how you know if a tree's dead and when to remove it and all the things, right? But he saw that I had to take care of my property and it inspired him to ask about, well, what is he going to do if he needs to do the same thing? So property lines made a big difference because he didn't have to pay for that tree (laughs) to be removed or for a new one to be planted. All right. So as our physical world has boundaries, so too our spiritual world. 
all right? Now, because our spiritual world, much of that is intangible, right? Boundaries here are harder to see, but just as important. So I typically talk about energetic boundaries. And often I think these are way more important than anything that we could physically enforce or try to control or manipulate. If we can handle it energetically, the physical will take care of itself. Okay, that's a Selah moment. <laughs> All right, so boundaries don't just keep the good in, but they also keep the bad out. So another example, when I had moved into my home, there actually was an issue with my garage door, okay? And the garage door nearly collapsed on me as I was driving into the garage. Scary, loud, wasn't expecting that, but it had me thinking about access <laughs> and what, you know, how accessible I was to the world, right? And how that door protected me and what enters my home and what does not. So it had me turn that whole exercise of repairing this garage door into a access spiritual practice. Who gets access to me and who does not, okay? So boundaries keep us from harm and protect safe and healthy love. So they're very important, all right? So what you need to recognize is that your life and my life, my life is my property. Your life is your property, Okay, so my life is my property. As the owner of my life, I have specific property lines. And property lines allow me to know where I am personally responsible. They show me where I have complete ownership. Okay, and ownership requires the dirty word responsibility, our favorite, right? Now, if you've heard from me before, I have a saying that responsibility is simply our ability to respond well and with wisdom to whatever life presents us. Because I used to have a, I would say negative relationship with the word responsibility because I took on so much responsibility that wasn't mine as a young person. So responsibility is simply our ability to respond. So it doesn't have to be a dirty word anymore. You're welcome. All right. Now, without property lines or without boundaries, I don't know who is accountable for what and how to take care of my life in a healthy way. So an example of this, I use my home for some. In a work environment, I have been in actual, let's see, I've been in many dysfunctional work environments, okay? And I chose to see them as assignments. <laughs> Why am I in this environment? How am I contributing to this environment? Did I attract this environment in some way? What am I here to learn? What am I here to teach? Okay, I see everything in life very much as life school. All right. So what made this particular job that I'm thinking of in my mind or this relationship that I had difficult with this company was that there was very toxic communication, or lack thereof. There was a lot of gossip happening, is what I mean by that. There was a lot of competition circulating, jealousy, comparison, resentment, bitterness, all sorts of stuff was circulating in that atmosphere. And there was just so much going on. So the other piece of this was that there were not clear roles and responsibilities. So, for example, in this instance, it wasn't clear who was doing what 
and when, which got messy real quick, okay? So I'm the type of person that's very clear about that. <laughs> if you ever interact with me, I am so clear about where I begin, right, and end, and where you begin and end, and, and what access you have and what access you don't have. And that's so, so important so that people can show up and feel safe and supported and do what they're there to do or receive what they're there to receive, okay? So part of my opportunity at with that company was to clarify boundaries, ask really good questions, give feedback, meet with different people within the organization to, to help set different policies, procedures, and get different systems in place. Now, I could have been like, that ain't my responsibility. I ain't here to do that. But because I chose to see it as an assignment, I could go above and beyond and also grow as a human as well. And then have a healthier environment that I would give a lot of my time, energy, emotion, everything to, right? So I needed to make it safe for me to engage as well. And that was part of my self-care. All right, so boundaries help us protect, protect, there we go. Boundaries help us protect what matters most to us, okay? So our lives are ours, okay? God has given you and I complete ownership of our lives. Each of the lines built from our conclusions, our beliefs, opinions, attitudes, past experiences, and social learning define where we begin and where someone else ends. A clear and present understanding of what belongs to whom. What's yours is yours, and what's mine is mine, period. Okay, so an example to break that down. I'm not in your mind. I can't think for you. I can't feel for you. I can't speak for you. I can't act for you. Whatever is going on in you, in your person, in your mind, with your emotions, with your heart, with your actions, that is yours. And you take ownership of that. Now, I can give advice if you ask me to. I can bring mentorship if you invite that. I can work with you in a coaching dynamic and you can pay me for that, <laughs> right? Professionally, so I can have a professional relationship with you. I could be a friend, right? And we can clarify access and, and what that friendship looks like. But still at the end of the day, I, no matter what my role is in your life, I do not think for you, I do not feel for you, I do not speak for you. But a lot of us are trained to think for other people and feel for other people and act for other people and we cross the line. Can you see that? Often we're trained to do that very early, which is where you hear buzzwords like people-pleasing, codependency, savior complex, hero complex, god complex, all the same thing, different ways to say it, right? We start practicing patterns of overstepping boundaries because either they weren't established, so we didn't know what they were, we had them and then we changed them, we lowered our standards, different things happened where we didn't enforce and stand firm with our boundaries. Maybe we didn't even know what we valued when we started practicing them. So there could be a lot of reasons why that kind of patterning and behavior developed, but the good news is, is once you have new knowledge and information, you can practice new patterns and new behaviors and get different results. Hallelujah, 
Gotta love new mercies every day, right? Okay, so we have to understand this truth because it's so, so critical. God even put it in the very first chapter of the Bible. Ready? It's Genesis 1, 28. Genesis verse 1, no, Genesis chapter 1. There we go, verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God outlined here from the beginning of time where Adam and Eve would have leadership and authority. He outlined it. He commanded them, subdue and rule over what I've given you. He wasn't confused about ownership and governance. He commanded it. Okay, so note here too, this is before the fall of creation. So ruling and subduing isn't a cause of the fall, but instead it is in the heart of God to make us powerful people. So, so good. It is in the heart of God to make us powerful people. If this is something that you're like, oh my God, I want to be a powerful person. I wrote a book this year called Rule and Reign, the Faith Walker Manual. This is a great tool, guide, resource to really help you practically implement what ruling and reigning means in your life personally and practically. So that's a great resource. You can find it on my website, julianapage.com or also on amazon.com. Okay. So we understand ownership when authority is given to us. God knew that if he gave Adam and Eve ownership, they would walk in their rightful authority. You and I, too, are made in the image of God and created to take full ownership and responsibility for our lives. We please God when we take full ownership of our properties, knowing the difference between what is mine and what is yours makes life manageable, even, are you ready, enjoyable. Come on, because God promised that we might have and enjoy our life and abundance to the full until it overflows. Sometimes we can't receive that promise because we're taking on so much and trying to manage it and it was never ours to manage in the first place. That's a word for somebody, okay? There is a great quote. This is actually from Townsend and Cloud. They wrote the book called Boundaries. Very good deep dive into boundaries, okay? They said this, any confusion of responsibility and ownership in our lives is a problem of boundaries. Holy Moses, come on. Any confusion of responsibility and ownership in our lives is a problem of boundaries. Dang, that's a gut hitter, right? (laughs) Gets you right in the gut. So boundaries are critical for healthy relationships. All right. And our primary goal should be having clear boundaries to protect our not only ourselves, but our relationships. Okay, boundaries protect our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves and our relationships with others. And the first relationship we have is the relationship with me. Okay, so when I have boundaries and internal limits, self-control, self-discipline, self-awareness, self-mastery, I know exactly where I begin and where I end. And the big part of this, I call it integrity momentum, as I keep promises with myself, that's how I build integrity momentum. 
But the big part of having clear boundaries with myself means that I can trust myself. I can trust that I am going to make wise decisions because I have a track record of doing it. And I value myself. I consider myself worthy. So I'm going to show up for myself and give myself what I'm worthy of and what I deserve. All right? Which is keeping promises with myself, first and foremost. I trust myself to enforce my limitations right? To know what I can handle and what I can't handle, what I'm ready for, what I'm not ready for, what I think I'm ready for, but what I'm not actually ready for. Because how many of you know those are two different things? I really, really, really want this, but I ain't really, really, really ready for it. Like if it showed up tomorrow, would I be ready? <laughs> if that door opened tomorrow, would I be able to sustain that? Right? If that baby came tomorrow, am I prepared for that? For how my life is going to change? Right? These are all things. We, we think we're ready, but when it comes to actually being ready or preparing to be ready, we're, we're not so clear. Okay, When I require ownership, I develop a healthy relationship with myself and with others. I believe what I say. I can communicate to others what they can and cannot do as it relates to me right? With conviction, not like, sort of, or I think, or I hope it would be nice if it would be with conviction. Like this is how it goes. When it comes to me, it's okay for you to do this, but it's not okay for you to do this. And if you do this, here's what I'm going to do, right? That's setting a clear boundary and then you enforce it if somebody violates that, okay? And doing that builds confidence, confidence in myself, Okay, so boundaries will help you define and guard your soul. They actually save our lives, all right? Boundaries protect our relationship with others as well, okay? So when I know who is responsible for what, I can relax. Oh, that's on you. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to focus on what I'm going to do, right? I don't have to over-function or even as a leader, I don't have to micromanage. I can delegate and trust, right? So I don't have to overfunction trying to be God in the lives of others, all right? I can, and I don't have to underfunction either by not taking ownership and allowing others to take responsibility for areas that are clearly entrusted to me, because that's not fair either. Like I, I, this is mine and this is my responsibility. This is how I have capacity to show up. This is, bit, this is what's entrusted to me. But you know what? I'm just going to give that to you and let you figure that out. I'm going to chill over here. Not fair, right? And sometimes growing up, our parents have done that to us. And that's how we've learned a bad habit of taking on responsibility that's not ours. But as an adult and a mature human, you don't have to keep making that choice. You can choose different. And that's a blessing, okay? So we don't have to be others controlled, but self-controlled. Did you hear that? We don't have to be controlled by others, others controlled, okay? But we can be self-controlled. That's where our authority comes in handy, right? That's what we have authority to do is to control ourselves, okay? And when we can communicate our boundaries, we can live without the fear of violation and more with sacrificial love, okay? So 
every, every one of us does not just arrive at being an expert with boundaries. This is something I just want to say this because I can feel somebody's like, oh man, I'm horrible at this. No, 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 no. There's no judgment here. No good, bad, right or wrong. It's just like, ooh, here's a growth opportunity. Okay. And when I grow here, there's going to be more freedom, more enjoyment, greater access to, you know, joy and fun and good times in my relationships, stronger connections, greater intimacy, whatever it might be, right? So this is motivating and inspiring, okay? So boundaries allow me to know the answers to life's toughest questions. Who is the owner and who is ultimately responsible, okay? So first and foremost, that is a, ga- a godly boundary, All right. And you can ask this question whenever you're confused on a boundary line. Okay. Who is ultimately, who's the owner and who's ultimately responsible? All right. Because what a boundary does is it keeps us from harm and protects safe and healthy love. That's a godly boundary. All right. Now, when we move into... Does God value boundaries or is this just like another fun self-help thing that we're going to talk about? Nope, God does. He actually created boundaries. That's crazy, right? So God created boundaries for the sake of order, ownership, and protection. God is a God of order, not chaos and dysfunction. God is a God of order, okay? So God created boundaries for the sake of order, ownership and protection. And boundaries aren't just helpful, but profoundly spiritual. Okay. So there's another great quote from Townsend and Cloud, and it says this, God defines himself as a distinct separate being, and he is responsible for himself. He defines and takes responsibility for his personality by telling us what he thinks feels, plans, allows, will not allow, likes, and dislikes. Doesn't get more clear than that, right? So take a look at the the Holy Trinity for a second. We believe in the Heavenly Father, Jesus, His Son, and the Holy Spirit. So God exists as three persons, yet He is one being. Each person of the Trinity keyword person, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has a separate identity while yet possessing the full nature of God. How cool is that? So talk about relationship. Relationship with God, if you've ever wondered, it is meant to be multifaceted and multidimensional. There's so many ways that you can receive from God, experience God, be so moved and just touched by God in your life. Okay, so Let's continue. (laughs) So God has boundaries. So yes, God created them and he values them. Okay. God demonstrates boundaries over and over again to us through scripture. I'm going to pull from revelations here. All right. So revelations 320. In the book of Revelation, it says, I stand at the door and knock. It continues, if you don't open it up, I'm coming in anyway because I'm all-knowing, all-powerful, and a righteous God. I hope you caught me because it doesn't actually say that. (laughs) Okay, so it doesn't say that at all, actually. 
It continues, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. God, who absolutely has the power to override our free will and do it anyway, holds himself to boundaries, property lines, and ownership. So he doesn't just come in, you know, just invite himself in without our invitation. Just like if we don't invite him into our situations, if we're not praying and asking, asking, seeking, knocking, right? If we're not inviting God in, we're not releasing his power into our situations either. Okay? Hopefully that makes sense. All right, moving on. What does it say here? So we see that God uses perfect boundaries. He stands at the door. He knocks. He calls out using words. Again, this is Revelation 3.20. He communicates what he wants, but only continues to come in if invited. Okay? So just think about that for a second. I can't help but think of the times, personally, I've tried to barge into other people's lives by knocking down doors, right? <laughs> Have you ever done that? <laughs> right? All because I thought I knew what they needed. Okay? Insert eye roll. If you could see me, eye roll. I thought I... Have you ever done this? Just think about this. We might not actually barge down somebody's doors, okay, in real life, but how often do we give someone advice when they never ask for it? How often do we think we know what's best for them and tell them when they never wanted our feedback? How often do we try to handle something for somebody else because we actually don't trust that they're able to do it? Which, what is that saying? That we don't actually believe in them or have confidence and faith that they can do it, right? And if we keep sending that message, do we think that we're enabling, empowering behavior out of them, right? But how often do we do that? We have a tendency to think what we know is better for someone because maybe that would be best for us. But that's not always true, which it's it's very humbling when we could recognize that. Make sense? Okay, just to say law moment again. It's humbling to see God will never violate our boundaries when he knows what's best for us. He allows our free will to operate even when he knows the outcome may jeopardize our future. Oh my God, this is such a lesson, okay? He respects our power of choice, our right for ownership, and our free will, okay? So check this out. I have a situation in my life. This is with somebody so near and dear to me, literally like my favorite human of all time, okay? There was a situation many years ago where it, it blew my mind, it blindsided both of us, and I wanted to financially help this person, all right? And I wrestled with it. I was, you know, just back and forth and just didn't know the, the right choice. I knew what I wanted to do in my human self, but I was wrestling spiritually because that wasn't lining up with my human self. So I prayed, right? Sometimes we had to let emotions subside, then decide. And I prayed and I kept praying because I didn't like the answer I was getting. And the answer was, do not bail this person out. Like do not use your funds for this person because God was gonna operate in that person's life and take that person on a journey just like God was going to operate in my life and take me on a journey. 
And the specific words that I got was that if I were to do that and try to play God in this person's life, I would actually prevent God from working and prevent the process that God wanted to unfold with that person. I would be standing in the way of God. I don't want to do that. I don't know about you, but I do not want to stand in the way of God. And it, it, it could have hurt me in the future. So God actually had a plan for what he wanted me to do as well, which wasn't even what I would have thought of or imagined. All right. So powerful, powerful lesson. We don't want to play God in the lives of other people. There's only one savior. Thank God for that. You are not here to play the savior. Okay. You're here to release God through you, right? Your unique expression of God in the world, being his hands and feet for others. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Moving on. That was huge. All right. So why does God respect our boundaries? Because boundaries are God's nature. Okay. Look at how God defines himself through boundaries in scripture. Okay. God communicates in first John that he is loving. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So God tells us who he is. Okay. God communicates that he is light. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. That's first John one six. And then God also communicates that if you walk in darkness, you can't walk with him. Okay. Sometimes that's operating in the flesh and not living according to the spirit and being led by the spirit. So God communicates, I'm not responsible to get the darkness out of you. That's a word. I'm not responsible to get the darkness out of you. If you want me to come in and kick the darkness out, I'll be happy to do that with you. I'm light. I hang out with light. If you hang around me, you can expect the light to be valuable. My presence carries light. I am the owner of light. Okay? This is insane in the best way. Like, I love that. And I love that as a reminder, right? You, you've probably heard this. There's a famous quote that circulates the internet, and a lot of people just repost, 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 right? And that is, you become like the five per people you surround yourself with, right? Okay. And that is largely because it reinforces certain thoughts, certain feelings, certain behavior, certain focus points, and what you focus on grows more in your life, okay? But check this out. What if you spend a majority of your time with God, with the light? One, I just, I just wonder what might happen if you do that. It might be a worthy experiment. I am just saying, okay? So remember, be clear, not confused about your choices. These, these are things that we can do to value boundaries, okay? Be clear, not confused about your choices. The Bible says it this way. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. My addition is if there's like a maybe, sort of, let's see, then it's a no. Because if it's not a hard yes, it's a no. So just say no, okay? And why that's important is because you will actually clean up your decision making. You won't lead people on. You won't lead them astray. You won't leave them hanging. Just be clear, okay? Don't 
Well, keep in mind, remember, you don't need other people to approve of your boundaries. Your job as a powerful person is to be clear on what your boundaries are and enforce your boundaries and give people a space to do the same, okay? And one of the best things you can do is just model that for other people to see, okay? And give them permission to be powerful in their own lives as well. Keep in mind, boundaries are in God's nature, God created boundaries for the sake of order, ownership, and protection. Each person in the Godhead leads with distinct autonomy, but perfect unity. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit respect the boundaries of each other. And God respects our power of choice, our right for ownership, and our free will. Okay, so let's transition finally here. I know this is loaded, but I hope it's blessing you into how to actually act like a spiritual grown-up, okay? So, <laughs> God is created to do all things, right? God can do the impossible, but we're not created to do all things, okay? So, part of having godly boundaries is understanding you are not created to do all things. Doing all things will not be helpful to you. There are a bunch of things you can do, but according to the Bible, they are not always beneficial. So, what does that mean? Your eternal destiny isn't in jeopardy if you choose to do or not do some things, okay? God won't stop you, but he knows it's not always his best for you. So the good thing can still get in the way of the God thing, all right? And part of being a spiritual grown-up is understanding what is not only permissible for me, but what is actually helpful in my life. This comes actually from 1 Corinthians 10.23 where it says, all things are legitimate, permissible, and we are free to do anything we please. But not all things are helpful, meaning expedient, profitable, and wholesome. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive to character and edifying to the spiritual life. Whew, that's a word from the word. Check that out. <laughs> okay, so... Becoming a spiritual grown-up. God doesn't count how many years you've been a believer to see if you should be seen as a spiritual grown-up or not. If I'm an adult, then I'm an adult to God. He knows I hold power to make my own choices, choose my path, and respond with maturity. He holds me accountable for being an adult. So we can often think that because we might be a baby believer or new in our faith walk, that God sees us as children, okay? And this is true for our spiritual growth, but not for our ownership and responsibility. God holds us entirely responsible for our lives. He knows it's possible for me to live an abundant life without anyone else participating. Oof, that's a deliverance word for somebody. My beliefs, emotions, and decisions all belong to me. I can see that as a burden or I can see that as a position of power because God sees me as a spiritual adult. It's my responsibility to figure out what things are beneficial for me. It's also my job to figure out what is not helpful to me, the things I can do but shouldn't do. And we've probably learned that before, right? Sometimes we need to go through the school of hard knocks to really let that hit, okay? So when it comes to boundaries, only I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord, right, will be able to set them in a healthy place, okay? 
My lifetime and relationships are mine alone, and they require tailor-made boundaries and limits. So that's why these are always evolving, all right? My personal boundaries and limits will not work in your life and vice versa. So we can't make these for other people. It is critical that we each cooperate with the Holy Spirit and God's word in order to live healthy lives with clear boundaries. So a great place to start is even reading Proverbs, okay? Pick a couple of areas of your life where you want to start setting boundaries and get clear on what the word says and then ask God to help you or what those look like in your life. Okay, now when we have boundaries, we actually take our power back and it's a beautiful thing. So we can make healthier choices when we enforce boundaries. We can't actually protect what matters most if we're busy protecting our reputation. Oh my goodness, this is a word. I got goosebumps on that one. We can't protect what matters most if we're busy protecting our reputation. So a lot of times we don't set boundaries because we want to be seen some kind of way. We want to be uber helpful. We want to be super useful, but that has everything to do with our ego and being quote unquote good or seen some way in the eyes of other people versus being obedient and doing what God is telling us to do. Okay. So keep that in mind. Imagine this is the inspiration here. Listen to this. Imagine living a life full of powerful, intentional choices. Imagine what it'll be like to know what's most important to you and creating an experience that protects the, that very thing. Most of all, imagine being able to communicate your priorities, live them out, and stop feeling bad about it. Boundaries are what help you do that. Living with godly boundaries is understanding I am not created to do all things. Praise the Lord, right? Doing all things will not actually be beneficial to me. God sees me right now as a spiritual grown-up, no matter how long I've known him. God knows I can live an abundant life without anyone else participating. So you always need to manage and own your own life. My time, relationships, life are mine alone, and they require tailor-made boundaries and limits. God wasn't asking me to be the savior. He'd already filled that position. <laughs> and he does a really good job, if you haven't noticed. I can't protect what matters most if I'm busy protecting my reputation. And in the face of radical transformation... Take all the time you need. So when it comes to boundaries, that's what I want to encourage you. When we enforce boundaries, when we get really good at learning how to take care of our, our self, our lives, others, right? We take all the time we need because this isn't something that we're reckless with. It's what helps us to really be loving, okay? So what I want to encourage you with today is just that. We covered what a godly boundary is, we covered if God values them or not, and we covered what it looks like to be a spiritual grown-up, okay? A lot of the coaching work that I do one-on-one -on -one and also in the group atmosphere is around all of these things, reclaiming our spiritual authority, how we really partner and co-labor with God, how we can deepen our intimacy and connection with God and really be led by God. So much so that if he said, move left, move right, within a few minutes of each other, we would be able to discern and do that, right? How to set healthy boundaries, how to be 
really wise and strong and grace-filled communicators, right? How to step into royalty and what we've been promised, how to rule and reign in this life. So, so powerful. So a lot of the coaching work I do is around that. So if you want some work with boundaries, if you want to do a deeper dive, if you want to practically walk this out with somebody, I would be honored to help you. You can learn more about how we can connect over at julianapage.com. If this is speaking to you, make sure you subscribe, give the podcast a rating. If you do that, you'll also get a free gift. So also check out julianapage.com under podcast to claim your free gift. All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, Stay blessed.